Hello. Today, I'm back at it in this series on industry impacts. This series will dive into the impacts of tech on the industry and the industry's impact on tech, the people impacting those changes and what this means to you. In this episode, I'll see if things are really adding up for the financial technology or fintech industry, talking about digital banks, fight against bank fraud, automation, NFTs, fintech trends, and more. So stay tuned. So there's quite a bit to unpack in today's episode, but this really speaks to the swift changes that are happening in the financial industry, specifically the financial technology or fintech industry space. Uh, the growth in this industry is tremendous and isn't really slowing down. Uh, the growth in the global market for just the artificial intelligence aspect for fintech is expected to hit about $22 billion roughly by 2025. Um, so huge potential here for growth. But uh, uh, however, some financial institutions are starting to get left behind. Uh, and I'm talking about the big ones here. Uh, and this is due to the emergence of digital banks and the rise of cryptocurrencies, just to name a couple examples. JP Morgan Chase Bank, large financial institution, actually saw a drop in their shares over 2020 for various reasons. But what's really telling here is that Jamie Dimon, who's the chairman of JP Morgan Chase, is now considering the likes of Stripe, Amazon, PayPal, and Square as its competitors uh, versus other banking institutions. So, and then if you think about it, traditional brick and mortar banks are really being upended by these digital banks that are leveraging the cloud to really, uh, you know, upscale what they're offering. Uh, I mean, they're powered by artificial intelligence, machine learning. And another factor at play here is that they're uh, really accepting of cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, Ether, and a new player in the game here is NFTs or non-fungible tokens. Uh, secured by blockchain. Uh, if you want to know more about NFTs, I'll have a link in the show notes. Um, to shift gears a bit here, as I previously mentioned, AI and machine learning are truly aiding in this fintech arena. And it's really helping with uh, tracking down fraud detection, speeding up the process, you know, optimization, and helping with credit scoring. And these areas were typically cobbled together across various systems and involved a lot of manual effort from people. And yes, the data still may be spread across these disparate systems, but however, when you're powered, uh, add the power of AI and machine learning inside there, that can really gather that data from across these systems to really help with uh, the processing of the information and making sense of it. Additionally, the growth of AL and, and ML uh, to power chatbots and virtual assistants is continually growing. Uh, recently, a large global uh, fintech software development company called uh, True North partnered with uh, a conversational AI company called Boost.ai. And this partnership was to help power the fintech customer service experience across various banks, credit unions, and the like. So... Again, uh, these 
companies are really starting to work together and see the power of AI and machine learning and what it can really do to streamline those experiences with customers and even internally. So what does this mean for you? Well, some you know, extremely large institution, financial institutions are putting muscle behind these tech tools. <clears throat> this doesn't mean that small and medium-sized businesses are not without these same options. However, it does mean uh, taking a closer look at how these tools are rolled out, governed and scaled for your company, because uh, that scale may be different than these very large organizations. Uh, and a great way to get really get started is to, to have an AP and AR uh, automation solutions in place. Uh, many of these solutions have some sort of AI or ML capabilities built in to help really reduce that complexity of the implementation. So you can get up and running pretty quickly. Uh, and by having these AP and AR automation tools in place, it can greatly reduce errors, uh, increase efficiencies, and help folks really focus on the more high priority tasks instead of these mundane, redundant tasks that uh, happen every day. Further, these tools can help make sense of and be actionable on the data that's spread across uh, disparate systems. Even small and medium-sized businesses sometimes have data across multiple applications, their ERP, their CRM, some other legacy system, um, some, some homegrown system uh, with its own database, whatever the case may be, these tools can help really bring that data together to make sense of it and then actually provide action uh, layered on top of that. And then think about automated workflows that can really provide that upstream and downstream impacts when you layer in these tools. Uh, to not only have this automation, but build in some workflows with logic behind them to help make sense of your processes that are unique to your organization. So in closing, some things to think about. By not having AI, machine learning, AP and AR automation, or other automation tools in place, you're greatly increasing the risk of impacting your bottom line. And this could be through people, outdated processes, no awareness of the data, and more. All of these things directly impact the business process and customer value of your organization. Uh, so really be thinking about that. If you don't have something in place, or maybe you have this partially in place, try to really focus on rolling that out further throughout your company, uh, or make it more robust uh, in what you're doing with it. Uh, you may be only using a small percentage of these tools instead of taking advantage of what their full capabilities are. So leave you with the question of what's your next move? Now, in the next episode, I'll be back at it with the food and beverage industry. Uh, this is quite interesting because this saw uh, an industry saw a huge disruption here, uh, you know, with the closing down of restaurants um, through the pandemic or some having to close shop altogether. Uh, others were able to stay afloat, uh, but they rolled out unique ways to stay in business, connect with customers, and even open new ways, you know, to get, say, food out to their customers. So stay tuned for that. And until then, 